0: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.
1: I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just the weather, but this was starting just before okay, the weather. This
0: happens every year, isn't it? Always like when the changing of the seasons start to happen. Particularly this time of the year. It always is this time of the year.
1: Yeah, but I haven't been able to come up with a good
0: reason. (laughs) Reason. Yeah. (laughs) I can't quite figure it out.
1: Um... Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. Stuff's going on. Maybe someone does live in my walls. All right. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler. Here with Sarah X. Dillon, thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. I do want to remind everybody to go to our website, which is funemploymentradio.com, and click on the Amazon link. We're going to be purchasing the Amazons of the world. However you're going to do that. All
0: of the Amazons. All
1: of the Amazons. On, mm. just go to funemploymentready.com, click on that link, and all of our other fine sponsors that are on there. And uh, we've got a lot of stuff that's going to happen today. We've got a special guest. We recorded an interview earlier today with comedian Julia Scotty. And uh, so we've got a great-she was just delightful. She was delightful. Mm-hmm. And so we've got a great interview with her that we're going to be playing here in just a little bit. Um, but before we get to all that, we need to really quickly just say thank you. A big, a big, serious, heartfelt thank you to everybody who was able to come out and support over this last weekend at our Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup and our Fun Employment Radio live show that we had at the Landmark Saloon. And uh, we really appreciate uh, everybody who made it. It was so much fun. It
0: was so much fun. You know, it wouldn't have been fun if you weren't there to share it with us. And, uh, like, brewers and and sponsors and folks who were just coming uh, to be watching yeah. it the whole time, like, alike. Like, without all of you there, it wouldn't have been as magical of a time as it was. Seriously. It was and so great.
1: It was. And, uh, I mean, I want to give a big thank you to Monkey Shoulder Scotch, of which I had... Several monkey shoulder scotches over the I day on too Sunday. Had and plenty of monkey shoulder scotches. It was. It was, I mean, it's good. It is good scotch. And it it was, really is
0: because you know what? To me, it doesn't have like that really harsh, like smoky scotch taste. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about it. I'm like, it's very easy. It's an easy sipping scotch.
1: That's what our, our buddy Jacob, uh, he ended up. He bought me a shot. I'm like, actually, I want monkey shoulder. And he got one, too. And that was his first time trying. He's like, holy crap, this is good. And so I guess he's going to buy a bottle and send it to his brother for uh, Christmas, I think is what they do. They send each other bottles of booze. That's awesome. So he's like, I'm going to send him monkey shoulder scotch. They now. also do so. pants.
0: They also send each other pants.
1: <laughs> they said, "Oh, that's right, because, uh-huh. because they're tall people. Because
0: they're uh, they're both so they're freakishly tall, tall. Yeah. Oh man! Like once they find a good pair of pants, like they it's they mail sister, each other it's pants.
1: Like a, like a tra- sisterhood of the traveling pants. Only it's the it's traveling, a brotherhood of the traveling. Brotherhood pants. of the traveling exactly. pants. Oh, that's kind of weird. I don't know. I see. I feel like that movie wouldn't do as well." As the other one. No,
0: that one's, that version sounds kind of creepy.
1: Actually, it's just Jacob and his brother sharing pants. It's just brother pants. Brother pants. That'd be the name of the show. That's kind of. Welcome to an all new episode of brother pants. (laughs) And then every week, you know, they show him sending off a pair of pants. Oh, wow. This is a weird. I I prefer, I think you're much better off with the monkey shoulder skirts.
0: I think so too, because, you know what? Not sending the brother pants. Everybody. Oh, look at that. Oh, (laughs) yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously no, thank you to them because they uh they sponsored that live show but then yeah the brewers cup um it, you know it was it was Everything you could expect it to be. Of course, things went wrong, um, which is absolutely how you would expect it to be when everybody's out there playing Cornwall. I mean, not not too terribly, but uh, I messed up some of the songs for the intros, but we made it all work. You did
0: good. The intro, um, mo- for the most part, looked really for awesome. For the most
1: part, it was pretty smooth. Except
0: for when Greg was like yelling at his phone, like, what do yeah, what you do?" I know. I was,
1: <laughs> so what we do for it, we have what are called the uh, Brewer's Cup opening ceremonies, where all the brewers line up. You know by they they have four people per brewery, and then they march in with like their flags or their shirts and all of those things and uh and as they come in, I play i'd pre made this playlist of their songs that they had chosen, but then Spotify my phone kept shutting down, so I'd be in the middle of like announcing it and be uh." Uh, and then I forget I have the microphone on at the same time, so trying to balance both of them. So maybe I flubbed it a little bit, but I think it worked out fine because everybody was having fun.
0: Well, and plus I think, and I
1: called it out. I was like, Ah, yep, I messed that up.
0: You did. Are we going to talk about the fact uh, that you know before that when we were doing our live show, how we were afraid that nobody was going to show up?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we were a little worried.
0: Oh my gosh! So I didn't. We didn't realize that um, one of our buddies who was inside, who was working, like uh, she was busy in the back getting everything ready, didn't turn the open sign on.
1: Yeah, and so the door and the, the front, front door was, was
0: locked. And so Greg and I are sitting in the back. It's like 11.05. There's like the doors are supposed to be open at eleven. Nobody is there, and Greg and I <laughs> are just sitting there. We're like, oh fuck, this is it. Like. This is what it happened. Like, nobody just nobody likes us anymore. This is exactly yeah. like I, it seriously was like a come to Jesus kind of mo- Like, Greg and I are both like, okay, well, we did this almost eight years and, um, and
1: that was a run. Time and to that was something it. Else.
0: like, it was no joke, kind no, of panic inducing.
1: I mean, you know, when you're in entertainment, when people stop caring and stop showing up, that's when it's like, okay, well. That was our run. Mm-hmm. That was it, uh, and so that's what we did. Kind of have a little bit of a moment back there, you know. At first, and this, this entire time we had no idea there was a whole bunch of people out there. They just we couldn't see it. And uh, yeah, no, and- so I
0: finally saw Tri- our friend Tristan walking by. I saw his head like bobbing by. Yeah, uh, and I was like, "Oh, Tristan's here! All right, cool. We could just do the show for Tristan." That's okay. <laughs> then,
1: but then I finally Christians ran are in. Christians our only fan.
0: Uh, you know, and so I ran in and opened the front door and I looked and there's a bunch of people out there. I'm like, oh my God, I've never been so happy to they see all of you. They just thought it was but closed. Like, they thought the bar was closed. <laughs>
1: Oh. So yeah, there was a minor panic until we realized uh, that was my... everything was just fine. Oh
0: my gosh, I was I've never been so happy to see people.
1: It was. <laughs> it turns out it was all fine and uh, and it worked out. It worked out great. And congratulations to the the championships. We had the nine breweries that participated. All right, I'm going to name all of them right now because okay. I just want to say a thank you to to all of them that participated. We had Elysian Lagunitas, who were the champions. They ended up actually winning the entire tournament. So Lagunitas was number one. Congratulations to them.
0: Yeah, they did great. Great job.
1: Founders got second place, founders brewing uh, versus Lagunitas for the finals. Awesome. Uh, Backwoods Brewing got third place. Reverend Nats, who I would say put up they win the Spirit Award.
0: They do win the Spirit Award.
1: Because damn if Reverend Nat did not want to win that tournament. Mm-hmm. He was there in full of force. I love like, Reverend Nat. He's so known. intense. Oh, yeah. He was making his presence known. <laughs> he's
0: very I think like he's small in stature but intimidating in spirit.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he was ready to win.
0: Like he is almost like like walking around everyone's like, oh,
1: <laughs> I don't know if there were like a hush over the crowd there as he walks in. Is that, <laughs> that would happen? And with a it?
0: hush befell the and crowd. And a hush
1: covered the crowd. Yes. <laughs> no, but then also uh, Sierra Nevada, Ten Barrel, um, so many amazing brewers. Occidental was down there. And uh, we really, really just enjoyed um, having a great time with everybody as they all came out. And getting to meet you know, a lot of the other people on these, on these different brewery teams and getting to know them. Um, was fun, and then of course Worthy Brewing, which got the People's Choice Award. They sure did, Worthy- because
0: they did. You know what? They did uh, properly. They did handle. Pro- AJ was the best briber. He was. I will bribing. say he yeah. was bribing the hell out of everybody. <laughs> like every person that he saw with a like, beer. Not
1: us. There's nothing we could do about. No, it. no, not but, us. But, but I mean,
0: like everybody who would he'd be like, "Oh, hey, you look thirsty. How are you doing?" Why don't we go and get you a refreshing worthy?
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> the way it worked is whoever, when when you got a pint, you know you got a ticket to vote. So those, so it was people buying beers that got to vote. We didn't say how they bought the beers. If somebody wanted to buy them a beer, that's. That's all up to them. So uh, yeah, I think AJ <laughs> AJ mastered that system, and and it's delicious beer anyway. Yeah. So I mean, all of them are delicious beers. So we just want to give a big thank you to everybody participating. It was it was so much fun. Everybody who came out and supported. Um, it was it was a great time. It was a really a great time. Um, but okay, so should we get back to what I was talking about here at the beginning? Yes. All right. So, as you know, you know my. I started talking about this last week, and that's really the main reason I want to bring it back up. Otherwise, I I hate talking about it when things are actually happening. I live in a house in southeast Portland, and I own a house there, and I've owned this house for a while, and weird things happen there uh, sometimes.
0: Most notably during the fall, as we have talked about.
1: I am not a fan of the fall. I am not a fan of the fall for many reasons, but one of them, one of them is that strange things. I don't know why my house is just. I don't weird understand. In the like
0: fall. you're always like so down on the fall.
1: I think I really like summer. I mean, and I'm an Oregon born and raised person. Like I like the rain, and I'm I'm good with the rain. Uh, just I just fall is just not my. My favorite. least
0: favorite is spring. See, I like spring. I don't like spring. Why? I enjoy fall because it's still, I don't know, there's still like a, a crispness to the air, but it's still like, it seems like it's, um like the air is a little, like even warmer, like colored. In the spring, everything's just kind of bright and cold and I don't like the mix. I just, I don't like spring.
1: Yeah. I know no, that nothing. you kind of
0: associate fall with like maybe some not so happy times. I do the same with spring.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's it. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know whether that has anything to do with it. Probably not. Um, but I started talking the other day, and we started the show off with it, and then we got sidetracked by our academic troop uh, talk, how we're going, Sarah and I are going to form uh, academic troops and go around to grade schools and sing to them. So that's something you can look forward to. That's what we would be doing right now, mm. had people not shown up to the show on uh We would have fully Sunday. committed. Yeah, that would have been uh-huh. it. I'm like, okay, make a turn. This is what we're doing yeah. right now. So that that being said, we started off on, <laughs> on Friday's show talking about it, and I never got to it. So there's... I don't know how to explain this. And the problem is, I know I'm going to get a bunch of emails of people saying, well, it's really clear what this is. Squirrel? It's not a squirrel. Something's been on my roof. So this is really (laughs) weird. (laughs) (laughs) I know it sounds so insane. Oh,
0: my God. Is this like that old tale where, like, there's something on the plane or on the wing? I know. There's something on your roof? Wait, what do you mean there's something on your roof?
1: I don't know. Something's up there. And it's not inside the house, I don't think. I don't think it's inside the house, but it's happened a few times. Something's traversing the top of my house at night.
0: Wait, oh, okay. First okay. of all, tra- what do you mean by traversing?
1: Um, and and there's being suggestions. So I'm gonna explain what's going on, and then we'll talk about maybe some suggestions of what's happening. So something, and I, because I live in the converted attic, I do, and so I'm very close to the roof, and so You're right underneath the roof, if you will. Yes. I.
0: You're directly underneath the roof.
1: I am directly underneath the roof. (laughs) And this has happened a couple of times now. It happened last weekend. I was going to bring it up and thankfully didn't have to talk about it. It also happened again this weekend. Something is running across the top of my roof. And it's something big enough to where it's almost like thud territory. Does that make sense when I say thud territory? Does that no. is that is that as a measure no. of I mean, sound, sound or feeling? Does thud make a make sense to you? Because I in my mind I know what a thud is, but maybe a thud is kind of an arbitrary system of measurement. What would you consider a thud? A thud? Yeah. Oh, like forty pounds. I don't know in pound size. I can say a thud would be maybe like. What do you taking think? A, do you think
0: it's like a gremlin? Like a
1: textbook and dropping it on the ground. Well, let's let's get okay. to we'll get okay. to that.
0: I'm sorry. Wow, I didn't realize we had to wait for the gremlin talk. Okay.
1: I'm just saying, what, what, do you, what do you think a thud is?
0: Uh, a thud... Well, like, in the context of what? Of something running?
1: I don't know. That thud is, for me, is just a real simple... It's a sound of like a textbook dropped yeah, like from a... like maybe two feet off yeah. the ground. That's a thud. Maybe with, three feet. Okay,
0: so by trying to describe the thud, are uh-huh. you thinking that it's something that's like climbing your trees at night and then jumping up the trees onto your roof with a thud?
1: But the problem is the thud goes all the way down the house. So it runs the entire length of the house. And this has happened a few times. So, okay, here's some of the speculation. Let, let's talk about this. So, uh, Ed is saying, could a small animal be jumping out of a tree onto the roof? Uh, Courtney's saying, oh, met raccoons. And then also, are we sure that Greg's house isn't sitting on the veil between earth and hell? I mean, I guess maybe a raccoon, maybe a big raccoon could be doing this. But I don't like the fact that it's, like, moving in on my territory and running up and down the roof.
0: I mean, that's what used to happen when we lived in the house in Seattle. Uh, we would have to keep our windows closed at night because we would have uh, – we had big trees around. It was a, you know, big old farmhouse kind of thing. And uh, we would have big trees around, and during the night we'd hear it. Yeah, because the raccoons would be running around having a freaking party on the roof.
1: Hmm. Maybe that's it. it maybe there's a terrifying. raccoon party up there.
0: But, I mean, have you seen, like – morbidly obese raccoons running around?
1: No, I haven't seen any. There used to be a, a whole family of raccoons that lived at my neighbor's house. Because I'd go out at night and shine the flashlight over there and you just see all of their like eyes, like six pairs of eyes, just like whoosh, staring mm-hmm. at you. Um, but I haven't seen them out there for a while unless they've come back. And I'm not saying there's not raccoons around, obviously, in the city. We live in a city, of course, there's raccoons. But I haven't had... Right, what's making
0: too. you nervous about this? Because it sounds like you're kind of convinced that somebody is climbing up on your roof in the middle of the night and running around. Well, I
1: don't know if that's what's happening. No, I don't think anybody's climbing up on my roof and running around. I'm just thinking it sounds too heavy. It sounds too heavy to be a raccoon, but I cannot explain it. I can't say what's going on. I can't explain it. And this isn't like like symptomatic of some of the other things that have happened in the house before. This is something new and different. Um, new, different, surprising, and shocking. Has it
0: been during when like when it's been raining? When it's been storming, or was it No, it was
1: doing pre- it before. It was doing it last week. I mean, it only started raining on Sunday. Do you have any large fruit Tuesday trees
0: that reach the top of your house? Well, uh, your the top I of your house is not. pretty high.
1: Well, but I don't have any fruit trees anyway around okay. the house. Yeah, there aren't. There aren't any. Um, let's see. Maybe it's a cougar. Okay, yeah, that could be. Sounds like a could be a cougar. Uh, is or is the house in Hellraiser? Yeah. See, I'm looking at the live chat here as we're getting some live uh, questions coming through. Of what people think it could be. I mean, the other possibility is somebody is living in my walls. And somebody is sneaking out at night and running across the house. Because that's an easy way to get from point A to point B. And then climbing back in through windows or something like that. Climbing down the side. I'm just saying that's a possibility. That I have somebody living in my house in my walls.
0: Wait, like where the tiny doors
1: are? No, I don't know where they're coming in and out of. You know, I don't know what he's doing.
0: You do have a lot of a lot of strangely shaped walls and things. And now that you know from talking to uh, Sally, is that what you called her? Yes, Yes. Sally. Sally, that basically uh, all the rooms that are currently in your house are not what they used to look like. So, I mean, there could be like all different kinds of gaps and spaces. Like if you were saying that there were French doors, for example, off the side of your living room.
1: Yeah. But now there's a wall. Sally is somebody that... uh came and knocked on my door a couple of weeks ago and she had lived in my house 60 years ago because um, it's a really old house so yeah there's been like I
0: mean so basically she was saying like all the rooms downstairs were connected now none of them are connected like there are lots of gaps and spaces where doors and different like wa- like pathways once were that there are now walls so i mean that so you're would-
1: saying in theory there could in be in theory room. there could be
0: somebody living in your walls
1: there's room. And
0: there are like more and more horror stories that I've been watching lately. And we've talked about this. But I mean, I, I think that they're getting more timely because I think that, that wall living is something living that's happening. Walls. Like my, my, I think my wall man either like died or moved away.
1: No, because that's what, where it all started. Is yeah. I, we've, I mean, you know, there's many tales on this podcast about Sarah's apartment complex that she lives in and about how I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there's somebody that lives in her walls and is probably sleeping in her bed right now because they know she's gone. Yeah. They just go from room to room because they know everybody's schedule. You know, filter through the fridge, just take a little bit, not enough to really be noticed. And don't uh, have that's anything they... in the fridge
0: that anybody would. Have well, to they're eat. not going
1: to be eating out of yours. Let's be honest. They're, right. they're going there to take a nap mm-hmm. or do whatever else they're going to do. You know, because they're like, yeah, she's not going to. I don't know. I don't know what they I don't know what he's doing in your try room. Try on my clothes. It's probably like try on clothes in a, and in a yeah. closet. And he dances around and twirls around your room like da 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 da. And that's him twirling around in your skirts. That would
0: mean that there's, like, enough room to twirl in my apartment, which there really isn't.
1: Uh, Wallman doesn't care. He can jump up on stuff.
0: Actually, I don't like the way that you're Maybe going it just looks... Maybe just Wallman... I'm, now that you're, like...
1: The Wall Are Man you in your apartment him complex dance
0: around in my apartment. I don't like that you're like giving him a task. Your,
1: your apartment complex has so many different passageways, and I mean, it's it really does. We've done whole episodes on this about the strangeness of our apartment complex. That Wall Man, I could picture him coming in there like right now. You've got a mirror set up, do you? Do you not? Do you have a mirror in your living room? Well, yes, I have a mirror. Of course. So here's what's happening with Wallman right now. He's trying them on, and he's looking at himself in the mirror, and he's, like, smoothing them down.
0: Okay, stop touching yourself and smoothing your shirt down while you're dancing. I'm just
1: saying that's probably what he's trying on your clothes, you know? He's just like, oh, no, that doesn't fit. And then he'll find one thing, and he'll borrow it. He won't steal it. He'll just borrow it for a while. Like, there's probably maybe a shirt or something you're missing. Like, gosh, you can't find that shirt. And then one day it's just there. Because Wallman borrowed it for his own purposes and then he dropped it back off. He's sharing. He's not going to steal it. He's Hmm. just borrowing it. Anyway, that's your Wallman. So.
0: Yeah, stop deflecting. Like, I'm not hearing anything skittling around my walls. (laughs) All I can hear, I have a new neighbor that moved in uh, behind me. So I have my neighbor, you know, that I've had for years uh, to my right. And then on my left, there's a new neighbor that moved in. I can tell because they snore really loud. I can hear them through my walls. Oh, boy. Which is so weird. Because I used to think that it was that the wall annoying. man that was snoring, but now, but that used to come from like a different section. So this is like an actual snoring human. I could hear their their TV and then like they're snoring.
1: Huh? Have you so, met
0: these new neighbors? No, God, no. You know I don't introduce myself.
1: Yeah, but you end up meeting them anyway. It's always like some kind of awkward situation.
0: <laughs> Greg's all nervous, I can tell, because he's over there kind of wiggling.
1: I'm a little wiggly.
0: Yeah, you're a little wiggly. Wiggling a bit. No, I don't know. I. Yeah, I barely, I just know my my one neighbor. Basically, mm. there's a lot of like twenty somethings from California that have moved into my building, so I'm just not very friendly.
1: So that twenty somethings from California that have moved into my city Is that good? Is that, was that, that, I was trying to make a joke there. Wow, it just didn't really work out. No, that didn't. That didn't that work. Work. <laughs> yeah, one didn't?
0: Yeah. All right. So what are you thinking? What are you speculating? <laughs> I didn't
1: want about? to talk about it. That's why I was trying to deflect. Um, I don't know. I, I, maybe there's some kind of new animal that's in the neighborhood and it's now living on top of my roof. I don't quite understand. I don't like it that it's happening so often, but uh, I have not been able to catch anything. I actually did run outside and look the other night to try to see, and I did not see anything. That's what
0: you should do. That's exactly what you – did you say, I'll be right back, and then go outside? (laughs) Uh, I am kind of –
1: you know, I make fun of horror movies when I watch them, and like, oh, how could somebody be so stupid? And then I –
0: I'm going to go outside. What's this weird noise?
1: I'm going to go outside.
0: Uh, Mr. Jenky says, uh, Greg lives in a house of nightmares, but once again, he's trying to convince Sarah that her place is scary. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, you have rooms and like spaces of your house that you don't even go into. I can see every nook and cranny I of my nook. studio apartment, and I love it. I can see my front, like the entrance to my apartment from my bed when I wake up. Like, there's no being freaked out because I can see everything. I'm yeah. Like, okay.
1: No, I definitely don't go to that. I mean, my whole house is sectioned off in a Places that I've named. There's the dirt side, which is hidden behind a wall. That's no man's land. I don't go back there. Uh, I've only been back. Yeah, I mean, you should
0: be more concerned that you have spaces in the like underneath the roof to which you live that uh, you have not checked out. Yeah, yeah, that's no man's land. Nobody goes back there. Like some.
1: No one goes back there, Sarah. Mm. There's just whatever's back there. I don't want to know about. Okay. There is. There's a whole section. I don't. I don't want to go back there. So if they're there, that's fine. I guess as long as they tidy up. I don't like them coming out and like running around the. Okay, well, let's roof. take
0: a let's take a step away from the crazy. Okay. Why don't Why don't we play our interview that we had earlier with right. the with the lovely Julia Scotti?
1: Yes, indeed. She's so great. All right, we'll take a break from it. All, All right. right. So Julia Scotti, she's got a brand new album out. Uh, Hello, boys, I'm back. Uh, she's really funny, and we had a great interview with her. She was on America's Got Talent, and um, and you can pick up the album. I think pretty much everywhere from what it sounds like. It, I and hear and that the best
0: place that you can get it is going to FunemploymentRadio.com. And clicking on the Amazon that's link.
1: probably the best way mm-hmm well
0: and also one of the, the unique things about Julia and her comedy is that she is uh, you know much older she got her start a little bit later and uh, she's killing it and also uh, Julia is a trans woman and uh, she's been really successful and uh, a big advocate for trans rights and um, and not only that she's a hilarious comedian and she was just so much fun to talk to
1: yeah absolutely yeah really really funny and um, th- we talk about Portland did it for a second. I won't even say what it is. We'll just leave it for that. But hopefully she can visit Portland here pretty soon. All right, should we go ahead and play it? I think we should. All right, here it is. Julia Scotti on Fun Employment Radio. Back up. You're
0: listening to the Fun
1: Employment Radio Network. All right, welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio. Her new album, Hello Boys, I'm Back, is available now. You probably have seen her also on maybe a little show called America's Got Talent. It is Julia Scotti. Hello, Julia. Yay! Hello, hello
2: from New
0: Jersey. How
1: are you, Greg and Sarah? Doing great, Julia. from From New Jersey. Uh, Yeah.
0: Oh, from where? Uh, Yeah. yeah. Where in New Jersey are you living right now, Julia? Or do you not want to specify? Uh, Oh no! Well,
2: I don't want to give you my address or anything. Uh You know, you'll you'll show up. uh, I'm at the Jersey Shore, where we're experiencing a little of. What's left of tropical storm, tropical depression, whatever you want to call it. I think this one is Jose.
1: Oh wow! So you're um, getting that all the way up there too?
2: Yeah. Well, it's it, it stayed out to sea. Thank God. We're still, you know, we're still recovering from Sandy in a lot of areas here. So, but yeah, I'm okay. But it's beautiful. It's wonderful. I, I love the rain. I love the snow. I love. I love the nightlife. I love the (laughs)
0: boogie.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That was beautiful. That uh, was beautiful.
0: No, well, so we're saying that your album is available, but is it, uh, am I reading this correctly, that your hard copies have, in fact, sold out on Amazon?
2: They actually sold out three times uh, so far, thank God. Dang. And uh, I think they, uh, you know, one of the new artists, they don't, I guess they don't keep a whole lot of stock, but they they. We sent them a whole bunch more and they sold those. We sent them some more and they sold those. And now it seems to be, everybody seems to be getting them on time though. So uh, we're happy about that. Yeah, I'm thrilled. This is my first album wow that is how old are you joey
0: <laughs> well we just um wait so it's called hello boys i'm back it just came out september 8th so what uh-huh. was so what was it like recording it like did you have a, a specific well of course you had a specific place where you did it but um how did you choose the place where you recorded it
2: well we we recorded with uproar comedy uh, they they're a really well known this you know famous recording company for comedians especially they um uh, They had a company that did Richard Pryor's very first TV or album. So they go back away and they know their stuff. And so when we decided to do this, uh, David Joseph, the producer, said, well, I really like working in this club in Seattle called the Comedy Underground. And I said, oh, okay, but I live in New Jersey. And um, he said, well... Come out. <laughs> so i always wanted, to, you know. Yeah, I always wanted to go to Seattle. We went and did it there. and it was just a wonderful, wonderful club. I, I, I had a ball there. We were there, I think, uh,
1: three days. Oh wow! It. Yeah. So you just swept, yeah. swept in, did your album, and then and then headed on out. How many times did you record That's, it? We
2: recorded it all three days. The first night was sort of a test run, uh-huh. you know, to see, and, and it was good for me because. When I go to a new area, especially a, a new geographic area, um there's you know you sort of have to adjust your speech patterns for that area mm-hmm. right as a comic you know and i and I tend to talk East Coast, which is about nine hundred miles an hour, <laughs> and so you know it was good for me to get out there and spend some time and listen and, and adjust my speech patterns so by friday we were we were you know rolling by Saturday it was just kicking hanging all over the place.
1: OK, I have a I have a question about that now. Now that fascinates me because we're in Portland, so we're pretty much like Seattle as far as that is
0: well, three hours south.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, right. what what was the main speech difference that you knew? Was it just speed that you talk faster, in New Jersey? Or what did you notice about Northwest?
2: Uh, it, it's speed. It's also uh, East Coast people don't tend to drop their R's at the end of the at a sentence so they don't articulate real well. And, you know, when you get down to places like the South, you really kind of have to slow down because uh, that's the way they speak. They speak much slower. And so um, I have to just, you know, it's not a big adjustment. It's just something to keep in mind. And, you know, you let your mind sort of, you know, adjust to it.
0: So when you are adjusting the speed and the timbre to which you speak, do you adjust the content when you're uh, going to different parts of the country?
2: Well, you don't want to be, you know, sometimes, like, you don't want to be uh, specific to, like, we have a, a convenience store chain out here called Wawa, and if I used a Wawa reference out of Seattle, yeah, nobody would know what the hell I'm talking about, so I'd find out, you know, if you guys have, you know, something similar out there, and just substitute that, so, you know, you do a little research, it's, it's not a big change, you know, and I've been doing this for so long, it, um, you know, it's, it's
1: second nature. Yeah, it's just what you do when you come out to it.
0: Oh, and by the way, if you come to Portland, it's a plaid pantry here.
1: The Plaid Pantry, it really? The, yeah. It
0: is the weirdest name. It's still, I've lived here for 15 years, and it's still the strangest name. Yep, it, everyone says that they're going to the Plaid. That's what it is. That's
2: pretty funny. Is there a <laughs> pick Is there, a, is a, is there a logo like
0: somebody wearing a kilt or something? Or does <laughs> it you, is it absolutely, make more sense. no, it is not Plaid. It's just like a, I think it's a it's like yellow. 7-Eleven. It's or... a yellow, red, and white striped, like, square. So it isn't even Plaid, and it's just called the Plaid Pantry. I have no idea. Well, wow, not,
2: not a not a lot of thought went into that market. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs>
2: well, I I'll tell you, I am dying to come out to Portland. I have heard so many wonderful things about Portland that I, uh, uh, it's just you know, several people have tried to get me to move there, um, you know, including the Witness Protection Program. But I, <laughs> I haven't made that move yet. But I would love to work there.
1: Oh yeah, you should definitely come out. I mean, it's definitely a comedy town. It's really kind of coming to its own over the last. I say, like the ten last ten years is really what's been yeah. building it up uh, for the for the. Yeah, that's what side. I hear. That's
2: what I hear. It's I hear it's beautiful too.
1: So. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yes. Who knows? Well, I wanted to ask about America's Got Talent because, a, congratulations! I mean, that's amazing.
2: Thank you so much. Thank um, you very very much.
1: And I wanted to ask what it was like behind the scenes there. Just not not a ton, but I mean, when you're getting ready to go on, are you in the same pool as like everybody else? Are you all back in the same green room, or do they keep you? Like Separate, how does um, it work?
2: It, it got better as we moved along. In the very first show, which we did in uh, Pasadena Civic Auditorium, they had us down in the in this room, and it was it was like a herd of wild cattle. I mean, we were just there were people juggling and eating fire and riding around that unicycle. I mean, it was it was it was insane. And there was a guy, can we swear on this show? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So there was a guy there, it was a clown, was a guy, and I forgot his name, but he, he's on a unicycle, and um, he was shooting off these confetti cannons all over the place. And and <laughs> I was, I swear to God, literally five minutes before I was going upstairs to, to the show, the actual show, this guy's riding around on a unicycle, and I go, please don't shoot the confetti cannon up. Please don't. And boom, he lets go. Now there's confetti all over me. Oh, what a jerk. Manager, It's glitter, actually. It's not even confetti. But, so my, my manager's like taking glitter out of my hair, and I just was like, I'm going to kill that son of a bitch and clown. I just, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of pandemonium. It was, a, it was really like an insane sound. But as we moved up, like we went to the uh, the next show was in um, at the CBS lot in Studio City, I think, where, where it was. Uh, it, you know, there were less people, but there was still a lot. And so, by the time we got to the live shows, they had narrowed it down to I don't know how many acts, but they kept us in the nice green room, all, right off the stage. So you know, it got better as time went on. Oh.
0: Yeah. Now, let me ask you: Did the confetti or the you know the glitter squirting unicyclist guy? Did he make it very far?
2: I don't believe so. no. Good.
0: I Good. Think. Anyone who it was- Yeah, who like shoots glitter on someone else? Like. That shit stays on you forever. You can never get rid of it.
2: Yeah, I don't it wasn't malicious. He was just being a clown and I and I normally <laughs> have not got I, I haven't got great fondness for clowns to begin with. You know, but I it, you know, clowns on unicycles, all right, I'll give you that. But don't shoot glitter on me. I'm about to go on national television for crying out loud. oh
0: yeah, you exactly. don't want to have one random piece of glitter that's totally hitting the lights and distracting everybody as it's on your face and you're trying to tell a joke. Exactly, mm.
2: that's exactly <laughs> what I was worried about. You, you hit the nail on the head. Yep. But, um, the, the, but the staff and the producers—I can't say enough about them. They were so, oh god, they were so supportive and they were so helpful. And anything that we wanted, they were there. They were right there for us. Yeah, it was great. That's it was great. life-changing. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, and what a launching off point! I mean, to now you have your album where it's selling out on Amazon over repeatedly. and over, repeatedly. Mm-hmm. The hard copies, yes. Yeah, we're also on
2: iTunes. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on uh, this app called Laughly, Laughly, I mean, we're everywhere. I, you know, somebody told me they saw it on uh, a Target's website. I didn't even know that was there. So. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, and I think it's gone international too. I think it's available in
1: Britain. That's uh, fantastic. That well, and yeah. It's, yeah. Oh. I mean, hello, boys. I'm back. That's the album. So, yeah, you can get it pretty much anywhere right now, which is what exactly you uh, people should be doing. Well, Julia, uh, yep. where's the best way? What's the best way for everybody to follow you and where you're going to see if you're going to be coming to their area or, or what else you've got uh, going on?
2: You could go to my website, which is Julia Scotty. It's spelled S C O T T I. Juliascotti.com. And my schedule is always up there. Uh, I'm on Twitter at scotty 4 I'm always I'm always tweeting stupid crap. Uh, <laughs>
1: follow the stupid crap.
2: <laughs> follow the stupid crap. There's a trail of it. And, and I'm also on Facebook. So, you know, I love talking to my fans. And, you know, I, love, you know, I, just, I can't shut up there at the time. So uh, <laughs> come on, say hi, you know.
0: All right, and Julia, but please. Buy the album. Yes, yeah. buy the album. And Julia, you have to please keep us posted if you're coming to Portland because we'd love to have you in studio and show you around our fair city.
2: Oh, I would love that. That sounds wonderful. Uh, you know, we're hopefully we're, we're hoping to come back to Seattle, since so maybe we can hook up two weeks, you know, in, a week in Portland
1: and a week in Seattle. That would be nice. That would be great. Yeah, come down here. We'll take you to a plaid pantry and uh, you know, we'll show, you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show you all the sights. Like <laughs> oh, no. All right, thank you. All right, Julia, thanks so much. Goodbye.
0: You're listening to the Fun Employment
1: Radio Network. There we go, Julius Scotty. Greg was really right proud of himself with radio. that plaid
0: pantry joke at the end.
1: I didn't say anything about that. It was Actually, solid. You- it
0: was really solid. No, after that, I was like, "Greg, that's a pretty solid like callback." Greg was really pr- as though I
1: was the one out here like touting it. Afterwards. I just saw you
0: listening to that, and then you were kind of smiling. You are like, "Yeah,
1: yeah, nailed it." <laughs> All right, what do we do? Some world of crazy. What do? You-
0: wow, you are just going right into it. Before I turn to. Uh, it just takes me a second to usually load. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dolan. Welcome to My World of Crazy. Crazy. Greg, I'm super excited because I just saw that one of my stories in My World of Crazy is actually. A trending story right now, so I'm on the point. Oh boy, I am on the cusp of what is pertinent right now. This in is this it. World. This is
1: what you get from the world. This of crazy is what you get. Here radio.
0: Yes, you do. All right, first up. Well, this news just sounded delicious, so you can tell clearly I'm hungry. Whenever I'm doing this, because the world's largest serving of guacamole has been created in Mexico.
1: I do love. Avocados in pretty much any shape or form that they come in.
0: All right, well, let me tell you this: hundreds of people combine thousands of ingredients to create the world's largest serving of guacamole.
1: Like how big? How big are we talking? Uh,
0: six thousand five hundred pounds
1: of it. That's a lot. The problem is, though, you have to eat guacamole pretty soon, like quickly, or else it's going to go bad.
0: Well, a total of eight hundred and fifteen people worked together to convert twenty-five thousand two hundred avocados. Uh, 3,500 tomatoes, 3,000 lemons, 750 onions, and 90 bundles of cilantro into one gigantic 6,500-pound serving.
1: That's a lot. So
0: the massive helping. So this happened. I mean, do a they have like enough ago. chips to dip well, in it? Massive, like, What are you going to do with it? The massive helping in guacamole was served in ca- in a container and covered in hand designs to represent the community's help as people lined up to sample the record-breaking dip. I don't know if they were able to eat all of it, but they have. Made the Guinness Book of World Records for the biggest amount
1: of guacamole ever created. Somebody went swimming in it. You know, somebody jumped in it.
0: That is such a weird thing to say.
1: No, oh, if it's that big, because clearly if you're going to have a celebration like that, they're all, you know, there's going to be some drinks involved. Somebody's going to jump into that guacamole and ruin it for everybody. That'd be the thing that would worry me the most, If like if it's out in the open like that. Somebody's going to, mm, I don't know. They're Maybe I'd take swim. a bucket I, of it just just like, leave. It occurred to
0: me that anyone would go swimming in the Somebody's guacamole. Somebody's going to jump in the guacamole. That is so weird. It's not going
1: to be me because I I don't enjoy that. But...
0: I think if you knew that you could get away with it, you would swim in the guacamole. No,
1: because it would... No. I wouldn't you want like that smell. You like guacamole a lot. I don't want to wear guacamole. What if you
0: could go jump in the guacamole and then you, there's like a shower like right outside of it. And you could take a shower and have a clean I mean, change of clothes. I guess,
1: but what, why would I do this? I don't really know Just why I would do it. It's if there's no, nobody if around. they put a bunch of cilantro and stuff like in that in there, it's probably a little spicy. probably good It's for probably going to hurt. It'll probably hurt. Uh, I don't know.
0: I think it sounds kind of delicious. Okay. Well, next up. In Boston, a candidate running for the Boston City Council is using an, using an unusual gimmick for his campaign. Now, what were you saying that you thought the next big trend was going to be? Because it was like zombies for a while. Um... I think it's really clowns. I think this is what's happening. No,
1: I... Yes, maybe just right now. There's a little mini clown resurgence because you have It. Um, But yeah, and Halloween's coming up, so maybe there'll be some clown things associated with that. Some twisty action. But... I think that's a mini. It's a mini search. It's, it's not going to be a full-on thing.
0: Okay. It, you don't it, think there's going to be like different levels? You can't such. sustain it. Okay. Well, it's a candidate running for Boston City Council is using an unusual gimmick for his campaign. Yes, he's dressing like a clown and not speaking. So he's a silent clown. And that's how he's running. So his name is uh, Pat Paeso. Um, is one of three newcomers facing the four incumbents for uh, the Boston City Council, which, uh, let's see, which the seats are available on November 7th. So uh, Peoso recently appeared in an interview series to promote the fact that he was running for city council uh, with the other candidates. But instead of answering verbally the questions, he used a series of props and charts, uh, like things that he had put together to answer it. Because I'm sure that wouldn't be frustrating at all for someone trying to talk
1: to someone who's just using props what? and charts. So he got, did he get enough signatures? Is that what you said? I'm sorry, that he can be uh, it, says that he's,
0: it says that he's running. Okay. So I don't know if it doesn't say anything about the signatures. I don't know quite how the Boston City Council politics work. Um, so this guy, uh, the clown, his campaign ad uh, says that he is one of the most aus- uh, honest Boston politicians and promises to, quote, kiss the most babies.
1: Ew. Which that's is just, a creepy that's thing a to say. That's a super creepy thing to say. From a silent
0: clown? Uh, he gets res- he said that he can get residents' kids into the best schools, work for the most affordable housing, and provide enough campaign Uh, Donations to be able to contribute to all of these causes that he believes in. I don't know how you contribute to kissing a lot of babies. That's a really weird thing. I want to kiss your babies. So uh, the clown, whose original name was Kevin McCrea, (laughs) decided to change his name in New Orleans when he was down there performing as a clown. Uh, So he also ran for an at-large... So as McCrea, so I guess this was in New Orleans, he ran for city council in 2005, ran for mayor in 2009... But now he's just settling for the Boston City Council. Because I'm sure everyone wants a silent clown to represent them.
1: Yeah. Clown demographic.
0: Got a story out of Germany. So there's a town called Worms, Germany. Them's. Them's? Them's. Well, firefighters in them's had to spend three hours... This past week, removing a weight from a gym-goer's sensitive area.
1: Oh, no. Wait, what? Oh, wait, how did this happen? Drop? One of the, we no, no. Something? had to re- No,
0: you know how you can like, that's terrifying slide on the different weights onto the different things, and you slide them onto the poles yeah, onto on the either bar- side? Onto the barbell? Onto the bars? Yeah. Someone did that without a barbell. <laughs> A man working out in a, Wait, gym, was a German gym,
1: trying to like prove how much weight he could hold up or something. Uh, or? I don't
0: know, or maybe just a. It doesn't say. He really, uh, got a really very likes sensitive body part. He of his really
1: likes the gym.
0: Stuck inside a 5.5 pound weight plate <laughs> this past weekend, firefighters spent three Whoa. hours, three hours because this guy decided to stick himself into a weight. Oh, boy. A weight plate. Well, firefighters had to waste three hours of their time using a grinder and a vibrating saw to free the man's penis from the center of the di- of the disc. Uh, so the Verms Fire Department shared a photograph of the shattered weight, which you can find. They actually had to shatter this thing to get it off of the guy. Oh. So they shared it on their Facebook page. I mean,
1: he just cramming it? I mean, just, just I mean, really? You couldn't even get it through? Just like. mushing it. I mean, yeah. Um, she's mushing it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't quite active, understand. <laughs> Gail the Snail is the greatest character ever created, and she's part of it. It's I always know. It makes you more happy I love than, her. Yeah. I love, you know. I love her.
0: So the Verms Fire Department shared a picture and urges people to please, 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 please do not imitate such actions. Uh, so authorities were unable to specify how the man ended up with the weight wrapped around his manhood, I'm sure, that he just tripped.
1: I mean, that could be just a terrible accident. Like, I was just walking; a through the tent, I tripped and fell. I mean, it seems like you'd have to work at that. If you can't, like, it took them two and a half hours to get it off. Three hours. Three hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, that takes some time to get something that stuck.
0: Well, I mean, the fire department is, you know, for, like, actual emergencies. Like, don't well, do that's that. Well,
1: that's an actual emergency. Yeah,
0: I suppose so, but he shouldn't have done that in the first place.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Like, I wonder if he was actually at a gym. This, and, like, he brought it less, into the locker room with this him Is your lesson something. to
1: the kids or something here that you're Hey,
0: doing, like? everybody. Don't do
1: that. Let, let the fire department do real work.
0: <laughs> they don't need to be cutting weights off of your penis. Let's just let them do their jobs. That doesn't involve that. All right, and here is my trending story. I'm so excited about this one, Greg. You do remember the story about the Portland pooper here in Southeast Portland? Oh
1: yes, still at large. Still at large.
0: The Portland pooper has still not been caught, despite the fact that there is a full picture of their face, and multiple sightings. Like they must have gone on the run because they have yet to be caught. But now, I was going to say maybe they went to this place, but no, this is a different gender. And different person altogether, it looks like. Because this one is a woman wanted by uh, Colorado police, whom people have dubbed the Mad Pooper. (laughs) The Mad Pooper.
1: A Mad Pooper. So (laughs) in
0: Colorado Springs.
1: She's a lady pooper.
0: A lady pooper, which, like, you don't hear about a lot. I don't mean to, like.
1: For public pooping?
0: For public pooping. I mean, it. usually, if I had to, like, venture to guess. If you had
1: to, yeah, put a. Yeah, generally speaking.
0: Generally speaking, I would assume.
1: Although, I mean, I caught a woman peeing in my front yard.
0: That's different. I'm just saying There's it a different level of...
1: I looked out my window, and there she was. Okay. Well, it's like, in Colorado hey, Springs. Stop it.
0: A Colorado Springs family has spent weeks trying to get a mystery woman they've dubbed the Mad Pooper to stop defecating in their neighborhood, specifically right outside of their house. Oh this has been happening for weeks. So this woman uh, whose house that this other woman is defecating in front of, uh, the house owner, is Kathy Budd. Uh, says Kathy. Kathy. Kathy says her kids caught the mad pooper first mid-squat, pants down, and unashamed. It was also daylight outside. So uh, she said that her kids ran up to her. Kathy's- Kathy said her kids ran up and said they were like, there's a lady taking a poop. So I come outside and
1: I'm like, are this you the kids? The kids ran up and yelled that.
0: Mm-hmm. So I come outside and I'm like, hey, are you serious to the lady? And she said, are you really taking a poop right here in front of my kids? And she's like, yeah, sorry. Well, the family said it was just the first time they had actually. Wait, caught- so they
1: saw her. They talked to her. They
0: saw her. She- they talked to her. Like,
1: how have they not caught this woman?
0: I, I don't know because they don't know who she is because she's just been running. And then she, like, finished pooping and ran away.
1: But she's not afraid. She does it in she daylight. Has, she's in fearless.
0: She's fearless. So the family said it was the first time they actually caught her in the act, but it wouldn't be the last. Bud but estimated that the runner has left behind human waste at least once a week since then. Oh, boy. So this has been a few it's weeks. like
1: once a week going. and you haven't been able to catch this person?
0: Okay, wow. She, so she says the mad pooper has been at it for at least the last seven weeks. So this is seven times.
1: Okay. Something's up here. This sounds like an inside job.
0: Yeah, so she said, two, we've caught her two times. We saw her yesterday. She changed up her time a little bit because she knew that we'd be waiting for her, so she's switching it up. So now what? Colorado Springs Police Department is involved. The department is just as baffled. The sergeant of the police department. That's such
1: a weird thing to want it, to do. It
0: really is. So Sergeant Sharketti. This is the head of the Colorado Springs Police Department. Says, it's abnormal. It's not anything I've ever seen in my career. For someone to repeatedly do such a thing, it's uncharted territory. Well, officers have asked Bud to start taking photos of the woman to help identify her. They said the runner could be facing charges Yeah, he
1: set up a sting.
0: Yeah, she could be facing charges of indecent exposure and public defecation. Uh, So, Bud, again, the homeowner, says, I put up a sign on the wall. It's like, please, I'm begging you, please stop. She ran by it like 15 times yesterday and she still pooped. Wait, is, so does she does know, know who this woman is?
1: Yeah, how does he know she ran by 15 times? No, so this is
0: the woman who owns the house said that she ran by 15 times and saw the sign, yet she still did it.
1: I'm confused.
0: What is there to be confused about? Well, so am I. I think that this bud woman knows who it knows is. So
1: it's, it's kind of involved somehow.
0: Yes. So I don't know, like, they're not... She's saying that she doesn't know who it is. So they can't figure out the woman's motives, I guess there are plenty of public restrooms less than a block away from their house, so they live near parks and such. So this um, is a
1: this is a choice. Yeah,
0: she's being targeted. It's intentional. Now, they're hoping the story and photos posted online will help figure out. Now, if you know who this is, you can call the Colorado Springs Police Department at 719-444-7240. I'm telling
1: you, there's an inside job. Somebody knows who she is.
0: So also, they can and tell that she's... protecting her.
1: Somebody's protecting her.
0: They can also tell that she's doing this on purpose because, like, as I said, there are bathrooms close by. She's also uh, been defecating in Walgreens parking lot, which is down the street. Wait,
1: what? How do they know it's the same woman? Do we have copycats or I, what? I think it's the same. They think it's the same running
0: woman. And she also brings her own toilet paper with her. <laughs> so now it's. Okay, time to there find is her. somebody
1: that definitely knows who this woman is. Because Somebody's at the office, like, oh my God, I think that's Cheryl. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Cheryl. Dude, she's weird. She goes for those runs on her lunch break, and I'll notice that there's, like, toilet paper missing, and then there'll just be, like, an extra roll there when she gets back, like, placed back in there. I'm pretty sure it's Cheryl. Oh, my God. Like, somebody knows. She works nearby or lives nearby. Yeah. Walgreens and... Oh. And
0: public parks.
1: How does Walgreens not have cameras? Like, don't I don't understand how this woman's not being caught?
0: I don't know. I mean, I think that like they're actively not trying to catch this woman no, at this point. It doesn't seem care. like there's a real effort being put forth because there are pictures of her. You could see her. Like, let me see. You've seen it? Yeah. All right, Colorado Springs. I mean, it's just like a, a white woman with brown hair wearing okay. like running pants. Okay, I put up Colorado S P R I and it just autofilled with Mad Pooper. Colorado Springs Mad
1: Pooper whenever they're getting a bunch of tourists showing up like trying to set up and you know it's kind of like the eclipse only you want to see the Mad Pooper Mm -hmm.
0: well I mean someone like that like they're trying to identify her by like her face or anything you know that most runners only have one pair of running shoes yeah identify her by her running shoes look at them. I'm looking at them right now they're like the greenish teal like just find that should
1: stand out yeah you're right I mean because
0: that isn't something that people have multiple multiple pairs unless you're like a super hardcore runner
1: yeah maybe you have two or something Mm Hmm. Hmm. Boy, if we were nearby, I would say we, you know, head into town to try to solve the mystery.
0: Yeah. I think I'm okay with staying far away
1: from that mystery. Okay. All right. I'm taking a look here. There. All right. Yep. So she looks like it's a grainy photo, but she does look like she's in shape. So that's somebody who runs quite a bit. I'm thinking it's Cheryl from the office. I'm thinking it's Cheryl. Yep. Cheryl, who has been told
0: repeatedly not to steal the toilet paper from the office.
1: Yeah, those shoes should definitely set it off. Okay. So this is an inside job. Someone find Cheryl from accounting. somehow, Mm -hmm. or there's a conspiracy going on here. Eddie
0: says, uh, and she looks like a pooper. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself, Eddie. So there you go.
1: She's got that look about
0: her. Be on the lookout for the mad pooper. That's your world of crazy. Look at her.
1: That's a pooper if I've ever seen one. Ew. (laughs) I don't know what the, what the traits are. Like, what are the traits? I don't know. You know, sometimes a, you just look at someone and you're like, oh, pooper. they look
0: like they could be that.
1: They could be a public pooper.
0: hmm I mean, like, because runners are sometimes pretty gross. Well, like, yeah. I mean, they're really good, but I mean, like, when you're running, like, that hard, like, people, like, your body turns against you.
1: Yeah, but that, that doesn't mean.
0: No, it doesn't excuse anything. No. But I'm saying, like, runners, like, as fit and as pretty as they are, like, they're also really gross. Yeah. There's lots of weird shit that happens to your body when you're a hardcore
1: runner. Well, and that's true, but I mean, I still don't think that means that most people can't control their...
0: No, I'm not saying... Si- you know. I'm, I'm not making an excuse. It I sounds, was saying- kind of
1: sounds like you're siding with her on this. No,
0: I was siding with Eddie. When you're saying that she looks like a pooper, I'm like, I'm agreeing. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Almost sounded like you were defending
0: her. Oh, God, no. Are you kidding me? I would, well, I have seen it happen across from my apartment, but I mean, yeah. what else is new? It's Southeast Portland.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, you there never we know go. what you're going to see if when you, you live look in Colorado. Please let us know if you have any clues or, or tips mm-hmm. to help us solve this issue, This this issue. Um, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503 575 9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. And uh, whether you just listen to the podcast, whether you subscribe, six ninety nine a month, the first week is free. You know, retweet what we post or post on Facebook, come to our events, all of it. Um, we just appreciate it, yeah, and and it really makes a big difference, and it helps us continue this this uh, journey of podcasting that we are on. And with that, I want to say, save the date, December second. That is the day you need to be here in Portland, December second.
0: It is a Saturday,
1: and I promise we will say what's going on here soon. I'm um, just not quite yet, but yes, December second. We've got an event.
0: We have things happening. There are
1: things mm-hmm. that will be occurring in the city of Portland. That made it sound a little bit creepy the way Yeah, I did it, you know. it
0: sounds like you're gonna attack um, somebody. If you
1: have been running on my roof, please send me an email, funemploymentradio@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Just let me know it's you. I will keep your name anonymous. Okay. Uh, big thank you to Julia Scotty as well for coming on the show. We really appreciate that. Tomorrow, I believe, uh, Dan Weber, Thursday, Joseph. Awesome. So, yeah, we've got a packed lineup. All right, thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with more funemploymentradio.com. Bye, friends. Bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.